Hey everyone. So listen, it's it's very difficult to get off the wheel, right? What you're doing in the medicine is you're getting off the wheel. You've been constructed in a particular way. You're the events that happen to you have, you know, it's like an airbag in a car, right? It's just you've run or built or created or survived in a particular way all the while accommodating whatever the events are. So when you come off the wheel and you don't come off the wheel immediately because, you know, you're if you're going to the medicine, it's a slow step off, right? Because the medicine is going to keep opening you up and opening you up. And every time a piece of you is opened up, a piece of you is returned, right? So there's less need to be on the wheel, right? The wheel is just like, and when I say the wheel, it could be anything. I'm, you know, I can't stop working. I can't stop exercising. I can't. It's like your focus is, you know, exclusively on not standing still. You always have to be busy. There's always stress, there's always a something going on where you just have to be on. And I think a lot of the Western world lives like that, certainly here in this part of the world. And of course, there are forces outside of you saying, yay, you know, you better do this, you better do that, you've got to do this, you've got to pay for this, you've got to do that, right? So I think our world, the way it, it works, works brilliantly with trauma because it's always coming at you. It's always hammering at you for something. Are you going to keep that job? Are the, is that person going to take that job? Is, is that guy yours? Is he not yours? Is he with somebody else? It's this constant, endless drama of our survival. And so when you kind of get off the wheel, and again, that's a, a slow thing, right? It doesn't, you don't just come off the wheel immediately. But the more you go into the medicine, the more you wake up, the less willing you are to get on that wheel. Um, you understand why you're on the run. You understand. I remember, you know, every morning sort of getting up and blasting music so I could sort of get going. Like, you just got to get going. I can barely, I can't, I can't even put it on. It's like, I need the silence, right? I need the, the what is going on here, right? What's, what's today mean? Right? We're always in these traumatic places. We're always covering up. Always trying to, as I would say, sort of cover it up with a Michelin five star, you know, Michelin sauce on rotting meat, you're always trying to accommodate it. Especially if it's hidden, especially if it's threatening, especially if it's all of that. So it really is like something has a lot of momentum that then the momentum has to slow down, right? It's like trauma sort of makes you rush off and like run and you just a hundred miles an hour. So you don't ever relive that again. You don't ever 
I want to feel that again, know that again. And then, you know, there's this slowing down. And in the slowing down is the seeing, right? You, the terror of everything that made you run is now faced. So you don't have to run anymore, right? So I think that's the thing about the medicine is that you know, you're running from something. You can't stop running from it. And the medicine makes you slow down to face it and to relive it. And your whole body that's been shaped by it literally is reshaped. It's like she recircuits your motherboard. I mean, you're literally, it's like Santa's workshop. You're going to be rebuilt in that medicine space. Slowly, I mean, four retreats down eight years later, right? But you will be rebuilt. And I think before it was all that effort to control this thing. It was always, I mean, I didn't know what it was. It was just like, it's like this moving thing in a plastic bag. It's something. I didn't know what it was, but it was always sort of in me moving, creating anxiety, panic. I remember, I'm just thinking now I was in this, I worked for this architectural firm and it was this little guy, very famous architect, and it was just like a little tiny guy. And I remember, and this is many years ago, so before computers, I feel like some medieval monk and my test was to draw something, some 3D thing. And this guy just walked around me as I drew. It was like this little bully and the terror of it all. But it was what I grew it was like reenacting what I grew up with, which is this horrific conditions of being in these underground tunnels. But it was like that. It was like, so we're, we're always reliving the events, right? Different people, but it's always the same thing. In, sub, in my case, it was in submission to these bullies. So it takes a while. Yeah, the medicine's always like, it's like uncovering you, like an onion. It's always taking off layer upon layer upon layer until, you know, you get to see what's in the engine room. In my engine room is beyond, you know, my family was this pedophile pimp guy, virus, whose sole concern was to castrate me. And so I need to get through that, right? So, but all the time you're coming back to you. All of this is, again, you've, you've, it's almost like you've ejected out of a seat and you've, you've been flying, you know, across the universe for the last, you know, however many years. And then there's this reverse thing where you're just pulled back, pulled back, pulled back, right? You're reconnected back to yourself. And, you know, in these states of trauma, we're always controlling and we're always um, 
we're organizing the world constantly. I mean, I remember sort of even organizing what people were going to say in my head, like, you know, if I do this, they'll say that. If I do, it was insane. It was like treading water for the last 60 odd years, right? Just, I didn't know. When, when's the next shark coming? What am I, you know, what am I preparing for here? Now, again, it's not, it's happening outside. It's the event that's replaying within you over and over. Right? The event is just, if it's really overwhelming, it's just stuck there, the same, it's like a scratch record, it's just replaying, it's just you're in hell, this is happening all the time. Even though you can't, you know, it happened when you were little, it's just, it's, it's like resonating throughout your whole body, like every day the same song comes on. And every day you have to cover up that song. I mean, you don't even know what that song is, it's just this sense of acute terror of threat and all day you're trying to find a way to alleviate it right or just a palliative and with me it was never medications or anything like that thank god right it was just you know creating different conditions it was so much work it was so much work and missions and believing in things and right so and so all those forces that are always on you are all of that energy that it's almost like I remember there was a, a friend of mine a white guy who was in Nigeria many many years ago and he went into this little village right and the people there are beautiful, they're like blue-black, and they're like, you know, really these fantastic warrior-type people, very tall. I can't remember the tribe. And he had to go to this very small village, and in that village, there was an albino, an albino kid, right? And they were all, like, thousands of these, like, beautiful black, were, like, hammering on his car to, and, you know, to get him to pay attention to this albino who was like him. It was crazy. When I say that, it's like, you know, all these people thudding. That's what it's like when you're so unsafe and so scared. It's like these people just, you're in this car and these thousands of people are just banging on your car. It's always a threat. You're always in this sense of being overwhelmed because you're seeing everything from the point of view of when that event occurred. And time doesn't heal doesn't heal you have to go back to that event and even when you go back you have to go back and back because an event usually doesn't happen one time right if you have a raging alcoholic parent they're not raging an alcoholic one day right they're raging an alcoholic over a a period of time and so that terror is cemented into you or that person you know, every time that person rages, you shape into a particular way. And if they're doing it over and over, that shape then just becomes a state of mind, right? It's like, <clears throat> now it's just you, it's part of you. You're shaping out of the conditions. 
you're building out of those conditions. So to unshape, to dissolve, wow, it's a huge thing. But it can be done. That's what's so insane. When you're in the medicine, I mean, you have to trust it, you have to believe in it, you have to surrender to it. Actually, there's nothing to believe in, it's just surrender. I don't believe in anything. I just surrender to something. It's like, you know, an ocean full of, an, an, an oil tanker spill. You've got to clean up the whole fucking ocean. And to me, it's just um, incredible that this amount of darkness lives and exists. It's huge. And that it can exist in one person. And it's when you see it in yourself, you kind of see it everywhere. And that actually, you don't have to live with it in you or around you, right? But it, again, it takes a while to really slow down the whole thing. You know, in, in trauma, it's going very fast. That's why you can't see it. It's always chasing you. You're in the dark. You're blinded. You can't see it. You're just building for the sake of building. You're just, you don't know you're being chased, like by this sort of rabid monster that's just right behind you all the time. I couldn't see any of it because it happened so early on. Actually, after about 13 and a half years of meditation, I had a huge energetic break and I got a very clear message and, but then I didn't know what it meant as far as what it was, but I, you know, I had to leave New York and go face these monsters in the attic. And I thought these monsters or these creatures were, um, well, my family and stuff. But no, they actually were... Turns out they were actually this virus, this evil. I would say it's, again, a combination of some sort of biology and some kind of advanced technology. I mean, they can shapeshift, etc. right? I didn't know it was that that I was going to face. And, you know, when you go into this medicine, you almost do feel like we're in a... Comp- computer world we're in a world of this unbelievable intelligence and I mean I remember I was just thinking talking about it in a in a video about having the medicine literally froze my face I couldn't I didn't have a head I remember I was just like oh fuck I have no head and she just it just converted into like thousands of these Jenga pieces and she was taking each piece of me out my face to see where this thing was hidden so this intelligence that we have in the medicine is, it's, un, it's insane, it's on another level. And it almost feels like the technology there is like so insanely powerful. I mean, that I can be frozen in a, in a ceremony in my face and you know, that my whole face is converted. It's almost like, it's like, a, yeah, I, I can't describe it. It's like, like my face immediately becomes a Jenga thing and she's pulling out pieces of it and it's just like, yeah, it's beyond 
you know, in that fluid world, where there's no time space, there's all sorts of dimensions, there's all sorts of information. There's an intelligence which is crazy. Um, and again, all this stuff with, you know, religions and power, and it's just, all of it's just the same shit. It's the same shit. It's like... I want to control. I want to. I want to cheat nature. I'm going to control people and cheat nature. It's like a butterfly saying, "I'm going to control all the butterflies." <laughs> so stupid, right? You can't cheat nature. I don't care how many mollies and sheep you clone and how many things go to Mars and whatever. You'll never be able to cheat nature. And again, as I said, when nature's done with all of us, I mean, five extinctions in, we'll just be done. Toast again. It's all good. Um, yeah, she doesn't give a shit. So, yeah, you're going back to this, this, this thing of cleansing and healing and You know, you've you've been displaced. If there's been trauma, you've been displaced, right? And you sever from yourself. So we come as a unit, right? Nature's very precise and exquisite. If you just only need look at a butterfly to see that, it's very precise, very exquisite. It's there's a natural progression to how it works. It's definitely been hacked, but. When you are injured, you sever. So let's say there's a hundred pieces of you, right, that you come with. I always say script, energy, and consciousness. And, you know, 60 of those bits of you don't have any consciousness or script or energy, I'd say. And so it's like you leave this piece of you behind, right? You leave, you sever from it, like from those 60 pieces. And you're just, you, you can't handle, you can't really be 40, 40 bits of you. I mean, you can do it insofar as you can, you know, create the cover-up in that 40 bits and you can survive. And the thing about mental stuff is that you can't see it, so nobody can see that, listen, you've been severed from yourself. But you're literally, you know, jumping on coals, right? I can't live with 60 pieces of me severed from me. Like, literally, I leave it. I shut it down. It's like, you know, it's like carrying a ton of bricks, right? I'm dragging these bricks every day. And of course, those bricks, the stuff that's severed doesn't remain static. So the thing about energy, if it doesn't flow, if it doesn't continue to flow, if it gets stuck, it putrefies. Right? It, it gets sick. Energy has to move. If energy doesn't move it gets diseased, right? So all that stuff that you think you've put away that 
didn't like it didn't happen, eventually just gets diseased in you, right? It, energy has to flow. Water has to flow. You can't have it stuck there getting putrid, right? I mean, I would definitely have ended up in some cancer ward had I not had gone down to the jungle and seen this whole continent of sewer. No, or something. I would have gotten something because you just can't live blinded. Again, it's like living with your foot on the pedal and trying to drive a car on the brake, right? Your foot's on the brake and you're trying to drive this car. It's impossible. At some point, something's going to break down. So that's why it's so important to go into the medicine, go into the furnace of the universe and get dismantled because you can't, if these things are overwhelming, there's no ape that's going to move them. They can't. These things are energetic. They're actual, they're an actual experience. It's not a thought. I mean, in therapy, you're talking about thoughts. Oh, I thought this, I think that, you know, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. But you have to literally, to move that energy, you have to be there. You have to relive it. It's not enough to, oh, I can think about it, I can feel it. No, you have to, especially if it's been there for a long time, you have to go relive that experience in its actual time. Right? And again, we can't get into it. You can't move in the time zones here. We can't move between the past and the future. And, right? But you can do that in the medicine because it's an unlocked consciousness. And in that unlocked consciousness, there's no, you know, time is fluid, space, whatever, right? Plus you get all these advanced technologies, entities, etc. So, and my suspicion is that these big institutions like the church, etc., they, they, they did plant medicine. So somebody knew about this whole other world, definitely. And also what's interesting is that you know, the medicine, ayahuasca can go both ways. People can use it for the dark as well as the light, right? People can call on darkness in this medicine. They're called brujos, like witches, right? They use the dark medicine for the dark, to call in the dark. <clears throat> so these forces are real. The forces of the light, the forces of the dark are real. And they're huge and... They're here, and they have a lot of power, as we can just look out in the world and see, right? Um, but literally, I think, in the medicine, you, you know, she's going to recircuit your motherboard. She's going to re... Again, it's not going to be a, an overnight thing, but if there's big trauma... And, you know, the difference between... Because I was in therapy many, many moons ago. Here's the difference between therapy and the medicine. And, you know, look, I'm not saying, you know, of course. But one of the things, if you need to do it, of course, you know, you must do whatever you need to do. <clears throat> Who am I to suggest anything? But one of the things I really like about the medicine... I feel very safe with the medicine. I feel... And I can surrender to the medicine because it's not an ape. It hasn't been built in any particular way. Right? You're dealing directly with source. You're dealing directly with the thing that makes everything. 
right? You're dealing, yeah, with the whole furnace of the universe. And there's a great um, sense of comfort and trust that it's not, that it's, it's so much bigger than a human being. It's, it's, it's source, like, right? So for me, there's enormous, I feel very privileged and honored that I have that relationship that is so trustworthy. I mean, it takes a while to build that trust, right? If you've been in terror and I'm still building it, or it doesn't, you know, I have to keep surrendering and, and really trusting and believing in the medicine. And I'm, I'm not believing as in thought, but just like the other day, I was just thinking, God, I'm so lucky to have this. It's like having this incredible family, right? That I can totally rely on. That's not, that's extraordinarily powerful. That's not fickle. <clears throat> that's truly has power because it's coming from everything, right? It's coming from source, right? When you're dealing with trees and plants, etc., they're being fed by the everything, right? And also it forces me, to, when I'm connected to the plants, to disentangle what's going on, right? The medicine is giving me the lessons daily, moment by moment. I mean, you know, I have no, I have to keep trusting and trusting and trusting. And that's, there's an enormous power in this. Connecting to the everything. It's not an ape. It hasn't been structured by anything. It hasn't been built into anything, by anything. There are no conditions. It's the everything, right? It's pumping out, you know, black holes and butterflies and you and the accountant uptown. As I say, I don't see any daffodils on clonopin. Right? So, yeah, you're surrendering to the everything. I mean, and there the lessons are learned. Like you get to see where you're blind. You get to see, you know, what a mess your life is, really. Well, not a mess, but just like how owned you've been. And also, it's almost like I don't... I think once you've been into the medicine a few times, it's like... Nothing can, it's like this, what before was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. You don't really, you're not scared of death because you know, you've seen where you've come from in a way, right? You've seen, you've been in the furnace of nature. You know that it's pumping out all this stuff. It's coming from one place and that you belong to that one place. And also for me, because my, trauma started in another life or an event happened in another life that then, you know, I was trapped in this one with all those events. You get to see also that your spirit doesn't die. So even if you do die, your spirit's returning in some form. It just goes back to the furnace and comes back out, right? You die, you go back and you're built. It's like this thing that's building 
out of this place, all this stuff is being built. It's like this intelligence is a furnace of stuff that's building stuff every day in this highly advanced way. Again, it's building seahorses and antelopes and us. And I think this virus is something that's hacked this building process or that has information to sort of slip in and out of these fields and in us. Don't ask me how, but I'm, you know, I'm seeing it full, you know, full on inside of me. So that's a long-winded way to say, you know, again, all what I suppose what I'm saying is that there's limitations in everybody because we're this frozen piece of energy, right? Built by certain conditions on arrival. Those conditions limit us. And even if it's good conditions, we're still limited by the amount of information. That's why everybody's sitting in a lab right now trying to figure out how cells work, how this works. You know, it's, and it's all great, but it's limited. When you're going to the medicine, you're going into the furnace of the universe. When you're in that unlocked consciousness, you're literally, you know, the information is, is vast. It's, it's the information of the universe. And again, I've only dipped my toe in and I've only had the privilege of, you know, being sort of dismantled. A little bit. I don't understand anything. I just have gone through the experience of being in the medicine. But I do know that there's a dismantling. I mean, I literally, I was operating, you know, and this stuff, this virus was hiding in my ovaries. It was in my heart. It was everywhere. I was like a fucking, I was riddled with this thing. And I was literally like dismantled, like in Santa's workshop, you know, where they just put all the pieces of you out on a table to remove and clean you up. It's like, you know, we take a bike apart, right? Same idea, like you take the bicycle apart to clean it all up, same thing. But it was in my building structure, this thing, this virus was literally in my building structure. So there is no, no greater wisdom than what you're going to get in that medicine. And you won't understand it. I mean, I still don't. I can talk about this, but I have no idea how it works. And nor do I need to know. All I need to know is that I can be healed somewhere. I can know, I, 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 I can be somewhere that's so safe and so powerful that it will heal me. I don't know if I'm going into an operation, if I'm going to come out alive. Or something's going to go wrong with the anesthesia if I take a pill. I love those ads for pills like, take this for that, and but you could have a stroke, you could die, you could commit suicide. It's like, what? That's not going to happen in the medicine. Now, it's a completely different thing because, you know, how it works, I have no idea. I know it's a whole, it literally is going to, dismantle all of you in another realm 
Will you you be present for it? Yes. But like you're 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 conscious, but your whole body is switched off. Like you don't feel But I mean you feel really, really sick. That's really you feel very, very sick and you puke when you stuff is removed. Actually that's exactly it. You puke when you you let go of that resistance. Whatever secrets you're hiding, just removed. Um so yeah, it it, it does feel like you're a, it really does feel like you're a computer, like you're a, some kind of yeah, you're made out of these elements that you're a computer. I think I felt that very much so, you know, the, after the meditation, yeah, and after 13 and a half years of meditating, and I had this huge energetic break, and I, it was like being a computer. It was like I was being opened up, like reprogrammed or something. It was insane. Like this whole vaults of energy just going through my system was like, fuck, I am being reprogrammed or opened up. Or there was some huge energetic, it was like a, a black hole collapsing. So you won't understand. I mean, you won't. It'll happen, and 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 you. It, this stuff might not even happen. It takes a, it takes a while, for the medicine. First of all, you have to really trust the medicine. You have to really surrender to this thing. You have to surrender to this whole universe. A lot of people fight it because you know, we've grown up in this very, you know, solidified way is sort of scientific thing so we're just we're really st- we're our comp- our, we, like, it's like our signal's been jammed there we can't get out of our like the way that we see things we're so severed from nature I think I was actually very fortunate because I'd already had sort of a huge energetic bait before I came to the medicine but I think you have to you know keep at it and keep letting the medicine in even though it's terrifying and it's foreign and we don't understand it and it's just like another universe, etc. Because the intelligence there is like no other. No other. You're not going to get that here. I don't care the greatest neurosurgeons. Or, you know. And again, the medicine is treating you as one unit. You're not... You know, for the medicine, you're a domino effect. If one thing affects you, the, your whole, all the dominoes are down. It affects everything. One event, you know, it affects your brain, affects your thinking, affects your heart, affects your physicality. Everything is affected by these events. So everything has to be healed. And again, as you're coming out, it, it really is a transition. It's, I would say, you're sort of in this one country that you're speaking Uzbekistan or whatever and you've and then you're moving into this completely different place so all of the piece of you that lived in Uzbekistan is being removed right everything that you right this whole foreign and no shade in Uzbekistan but I can't think of another metaphor but like all of the stuff that's foreign to you is is holding you in place 
And then as it's being removed, you're being returned to your original self. Right? So you started out as a butterfly, then you were plagued by whatever this disease is, and you, you turned into this sort of Frankensteinian otter or something, right? And it has to take all of that out to return you to being this butterfly. And what's interesting, I mean, the medicine told me in my first ceremony, I was, you know, one with everything, and then I was severed from the oneness. So I think, you know, I love the medicine for that reason, is that it's always giving you a pitch deck of, you know, what's going on. <laughs> it's always very clear. You may not know what the trajectory looks like or, you know, how this is going to go down or how you're going to be healed. I mean, I still don't really have any idea. It's just going to, it's always a mystery to me. I just surrender. But along the way, I mean, you know, I got my pitch deck day one, like, okay, you were severed from everything. And then here you are as a little girl crying and screaming and whatever, right? You know, one day the lights were on, next day the lights were out. Right, that's the mission. We need to get you back to that original state. Sort of eight years later, four retreats down. You know, here's the thing, the virus that was refusing, that took the lights out on you. Again, you won't know how long it takes, what the methods are, you know... You know, your whole mechanism will be taken down, your whole, you'll be rewired. I mean, I don't, like, okay, I can't even listen to music in the morning. I could listen to it all the time. I can't eat yogurt for some reason. Uh, There's certain things I just don't eat anymore. Um, I have no no strategy. Like, before I had a zillion strategies for survival. Like, I would get up and I'd, you know... I, it would all be out of like panic and fear, right? But I, I, I could invent a thousand strategies. I could reinvent people. I never saw how people really were because they had to be nice. Because I was, you know, I had all these this crazy strategy, and none of it exists. It's all been removed. None of it exists. And on my recent retreat, when I returned back, I was just like, oh, silence, like nothing. Like, everything had been cleaned out. Now it's just, you know, I said this cage fight between myself and this thing which is being removed, this virus, which can't sustain itself. You know, the viruses need to live in the clutter of you, right? They they need to hide. You know, it's like a, an enemy, right? It, the enemy within, it's hiding inside of you under all your strategies and your fear. Your fear is producing all of these strategies. Your fear is producing all these alternate worlds. Your fear is covering up all the people who aren't who they really are, etc. When all that fear is removed, then you get your eyesight back. It's like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, my fear has been removed so I can fully see people as they truly are. Oh, shit, that person over there is this, that person there. It's a seeing, it's this layer, it's, it's this constant cleansing of your sight, both emotional, physical, everything. And again, it's like a drone, you know, if you're stuck under the ground, it, you can't see anything because you're under the ground, but as your 
pulled up and out. You're like a drone. You're getting more and more, bigger, 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 bigger perspective of the whole scenario. And uh, you see everything. And it was so funny because only a few years ago I was really entangled with the anger with my parents and I hated them and how could they have done this? And, and now it's like, you know, I love them and I understand what happened to them. And whilst it was awful, I get to see this bigger picture of this darkness that has invaded, you know, has really taken over. So I can have compassion for, for them and, right, and... Right. So I can see this, this, you know, this, how this virus, you know, tricked and fooled, and you know, I can see that it's in this, these religious institutions and the satanic, really, and they're dark and positions of power which are dark, and so you get like a bigger seeing. It's like the veils are removed, right? The veils are constantly being removed, so that you can fully see where you are and what's really going on. You know, if somebody said to me, Maria, you know, a few years ago, look, there's a cosmic battle between the light and the dark, I would have been, yeah, great, but, you know, I need to put up my sheetrock, I need to go to my gym classes, I I need need to get my Starbucks, there's a lot going on here, like, yeah, that's great, but really, you know, it's your your world is a little tiny little thing, your little, you have this little tiny survival place, right? Once you're healed and all this stuff is constant your resistances are being removed is you're getting to see a bigger version of the world now i see yeah there's a huge cosmic battle going on between the light and the dark and yes there's this virus here that's in a lot of people and that's you know hacked nature and it's intent on this this destruction of this little goldilocks planet we have i get that and it's not apes, this thing didn't come from here, right? It, but it's in apes because it can shapeshift. So, I think everything was cleansed so I could see the real thing going on, right? So, you're going to be, you know, the more you're pounded in the medicine, <laughs> it's like, you know, being pounded by Nazare wave. you know, the more you're being dismantled, the more you're going to see. Because all of this is just a cover-up, right? If you're in trauma and there's a lot of this, you know, all of it's a cover. Everything is just like a response to terror, a response to, you know, we're going to die, a response to this is unsafe, a response to, yeah, I've got to cover, make these people, you know, work. If I don't, it's too terrifying. I've got to pretend this isn't happening because if not it's too terrifying it's just like right all of that is removed by reliving it and you know once you see it puke you know you feel like shit a piece of you is returned over and over and over. And in the end, you're made whole. That's what the whole medicine's about. You know, if I throw a 
bone china plate on the floor, I shatter it. It doesn't have a center, it's not connected, it's, you know. The medicine, and then you're separate, you know, you're severed from yourself. And so the medicine is putting all these pieces back together so you can actually be who you are. There was a moment recently, it was like, oh, I felt so much, well, you know, I've been doing it more and more, but like this, you know, I really, I love my little girl, right? There's this sweetness and tenderness, and I realize, oh, the threat of that evil is really disappearing. It's just, right? You kind of re-fall in love with, back, fall back in love with yourself, right? Because that terror took all that, you know, love away for yourself and who you are and your soul. So it's very, you have to trust and believe. Not, I don't think believe is in it. It's just trust. You have to trust and surrender. And it's a, cons, it's a daily thing. It's like that great shrink that said, you know, I, when I, I'm with my wife every day, I want to, I'm making the choice to be with her. I'm not like saying, you know, 30 years ago. I'm, no, every day I'm making that choice. And it's the same thing with medicine. You're making that choice every single day to surrender even when you're terrified, even when you think, oh my God, what am I going to do? To trust, to trust that, to trust the medicine, to trust the light, to trust that you are one with everything, that you're not separate from anything. And to trust that, you know, your trauma will be healed no matter how long it takes, you know, and it's <clears throat> your own nature schedule, not your schedule. You know, there's a lot of being humbled here, right? And returning back to the everything and finding your healing not in another ape, no, but in actual nature itself, the very furnace that you came from. Bye.